Welcome back to Up Close and Personal, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. We have an incredible episode in store for you. We're very grateful for all of our listeners. Ah, yes. Those awesome people who tune in week after week. You know, we really couldn't do this without you. I mean, we could just talk to ourselves, but that would just be so weird. Yeah. We also want to thank the people who tune into specific episodes because they like the guest. I agree. Some of these people are really interesting. That's why we asked them to be on the podcast. A lot of our guests bring a lot to the table. They're really interesting. And by the way, I hate to say this, Matthew, but you and I, frankly, are interesting as well. We bring a lot to the table. That's right, Jay. We filter out most of the boring stuff. So what ends up being verbalized is usually really fucking interesting. Like, if we're telling a story about how we rear-ended someone in our car, for instance, there's no need to talk about the model and year of the car, get a whole history of the company, yada, yada, yada. Just describe the crash. The topic of automobiles bores me. Unless we're talking about certain exotic or high-end vehicles, those are actually pretty valuable. Whereas a story about the average sedan puts me half to sleep. I'll keep that in mind next time you're tossing and turning. Need a helping hand with your insomnia, brother. My brother doesn't have insomnia, but he says he does. He craves Ambien prescriptions, but he doesn't start smiling until well, the substance has been in his system about 45 minutes. I watch my brother fight Ambien often for hours. And that is the source of my insomnia. You and your brother certainly are an interesting pair. I watched my brother light a bonfire a couple weeks ago. And it's really been kind of stuck in my head. He shifted the contents of the flammable stuff with his eyes closed for some reason. I thought he was putting us both at risk for burns, but I just kind of let him do his thing. I'm glad you were both unharmed. I like both you and your brother, and I want y'all alive. Not only so we can chat and catch up, but so I can read y'all's tweets. (laughs) When someone dies, their Twitter account activity dwindles, which blows. So let's celebrate Twitter with our new feature, Tweets of the Month. Tweets of the Month. It's like O, like O'Clock, but it's short for of. Nice. Uh, I'll start. On May 3rd, I wrote, I have nuts, cookies, and a glass of water as I do my best to write in the wee hours of the night while listening to Queen. (laughs) Wait, why would you have nuts while writing? Is that, is that real or? <laughs> A true tweeter never reveals. Cool, cool. Well, on May 9th, I said uh, Harlem Shake is just an excuse to go ham for 30 seconds. <laughs> I totally agree. That pretty much sums it up. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so... On May 8th, 
I tweeted, anything can be funny in the right circumstances, even dinner. And I attached an image of a burger patty with a happy face drawn on it using ketchup. <laughs> Holy shit. I can see it now. I- I've seen that before when a person squeezes ketchup so as to draw a simple design. Yup. On May 1st, I said, Chasing a perfect credit score has not been easy. Haha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haha yeah, is right. That's another excellent tweet by you. Funny, too. And I've actually been meaning to ask, what what is your credit score? Oh, uh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, I won't pry. Um, there was another tweet of yours that actually really hit a nerve for me. On May 8th, you penned, How weird was it when Cinco de Mayo was actually during Taco Tuesday? in the middle of a pandemic named after the Mexican beer Corona. I don't know, it was just something I was thinking about that I found odd. Well, I'm a big fan of your posts as well. Now on May 6th, you wrote, and I quote, I've lived an amazing life. I've formed deep relationships with other people, discovered the joys of my interests, and I've had numerous opportunities to take trips, end quote. And when you said, I've lived, meaning I have lived, it actually seemed like this was a suicide note, which made May 6th and 7th very stressful for me. I spent quite a bit of those days just refreshing your Twitter likes and account pages, just in hopes of reassurance that you actually didn't end your life. Luckily, it's May 10th right now, and you're still alive, which is how I want you to be. Sorry that happened to you. Aside from that anxiety, anything else cool happened this week? What's been going on with you? Well, I I gave myself what I call the haircut from hell. The haircut from hell? What? Was your hair hot? Or are you just bragging about your devilishly good looks? Oh, I I didn't even catch that. That went over my head for a minute there, but I got you, I got you. Took me a minute, haircut from hell. Yeah, devilishly is in, okay. But no, 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 the, the haircut was like crap. It's doing a major disservice to my look. Luckily, given current circumstances, no one's likely going to be able to see it. Except maybe on the popular communication service, Zoom. Yeah, but it's not really about other people. I try to look good to feel good. It's more about how I feel about myself and how that relates to how I look. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. What does the so-called haircut from hell look like anyway? Jay, just take off your hat and let me see it. Okay. All right. All right, here goes nothing. No need to be so slow. Just pull it off. I am. Let me take my time. Any day now. It's almost off. I can almost see the hair now. Oof. <laughs> uh, that 
doesn't look so bad. No, not at all. Oh, come on. You're just saying that because we're homies. I know I look like I was slapped with the ugly stick. Yeah, maybe, but I'm sure some people might like it. Hell, everyone's somebody's fetish. I look like a bizarre rodent crawled up on my head and died, and then got slapped with the ugly stick. Please put the hat back on. Don't mind if I do. By the way, I've been meaning to ask you, what the hell is going on with you? Here I am talking and blabbering away about the hair on my head that's gonna fall out anyway. But what about you? How how you been doing, man? Eh, been I. Been dealing with a lot of long phone calls mainly and, you know, like hold music galore. <laughs> I'm having this weird issue with dealing with routing numbers and direct deposit from some of the old shows I've written on. I'm not gonna name names, but... Archer. (laughs) Yes, Archer. Yeah, these residuals are my livelihood at this point. I wrote some really funny dialogue for that show. And unfortunately, a routing code error is really getting my goat, pissing me off to no end. Well, can't you ask to receive the residuals in the mail as like in a physical check rather than using direct deposit? Wouldn't that nip the problem in the bud? It would nip the problem in the bud, but I prefer direct deposit. It's more convenient, and I also use an accounting system that that actually digitally links to my bank accounts and helps me know what my money is doing for me. Having direct deposit makes it easier for this program to sync. Oh, totally understand. It's a really good feeling when programs sync and you get accurate interpretations of the data. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, sorry for talking your ear off about my own personal drama. Let's just get to the good stuff and introduce our killer guest. Um, our guest rocks and is named Julia Mounsey. She is a writer and performer whose first full-length work, 5050 Old School Animation, premiered at Jack in 2016 and has since been performed at the Public Theater's Under the Radar Festival and at the Munster Volkstheater's Radical Young Festival in Munich, Germany. I was just going to say that. Her work wrestles with questions of cruelty, authenticity, ownership, deception, entertainment, and even power. I thought wrestling was that fake AF crap that happens on pay-per-view. But Julia seems real AF on the other hand. At least judging from our interactions so far. Our interactions have been extremely natural and flowing, and an absolute pleasure to be a part of. She brings a lot to the table, and I'm excited to see how an interview with her affects the mood, or shall we say, vibe of this episode. Should be easy breezy. Well, should we call her? Uh, yeah, well... Do you have the conch? Yep.
Julia, welcome. How's it going? We're so happy you agreed to do the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Actually, I'm happy to do it. I remember when you posted apps one through seven, I thought, I could do this, and I'm down to be one of the guests. And at a certain point, you DM'd me on Twitter asking if I was open to being a guest on the podcast, and something just clicked. Right. Now, it was Matthew who DM'd you, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't believe we've been introduced. I'm Jay. I'm Julia. Good to meet you, Jay. Good to meet you, too. The pleasure is mine. (laughs) No, it's mine. Can't you guys have equal pleasure? Uh... Uh... By the way, Julia, Jay is a a college graduate. Oh, whoa. Four years is a major time commitment. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you, Jay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He's an interesting and well-rounded person. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And and Jay, Julia is a writer and performance artist who works in theater. I feel like you, with your interest in performing, would really get a lot out of picking her brain. Absolutely. I mean, obviously only if she had time, but I would love an opportunity like this. Yeah, let's definitely try and go out to a cafe sometime in the near future. Maybe discuss some of my history and how some of this may overlap with your life experience. Hey, um, actually Matthew also has some of these interests. Hey, wait a minute, um, can Matthew come? Matthew is a really good friend, and our senses of humor are so similar, and he also has an interest in writing. Please, Julia? All right, all right, Matthew can come. Just kidding, of course he can come. Let's put our heads together after this and select a cafe. There, we can collab on a new kick-ass project that will be dope for viewers, retain the flavors of each of our unique styles, but also be more than the sum of its parts. I'm always available for collaboration. In fact, anyone listening to this? Who wants to collaborate? Who wants to collaborate? Hit me up, y'all! Wait, Matthew, wait. Aren't we, like, already creative teammates? And now you're putting out general feelers for other quote-unquote partners in crime? I mean, I know technically it's not like we're bound by some contract to work together or anything, but damn, can't you at least pretend you're being somewhat discerning or something? My ego is crumbling. Oh boy, if Peter, my creative partner, ever pulled a fast one like Matthew just did, woo, I'd slip his hand into some warm water while he was asleep. And what would that accomplish exactly? I I failed to see the point. Yes. The water would no longer be potable. Okay, I I guess I get that personal hygiene and hand health is important, but that's not exactly punishing him. Yeah, that's actually hooking him up with some really lit health benefits. Good on you, Peter. Ugh, no, you don't get it. When I slip a sleeper's hand into warm water, there's a certain effect that takes place downstairs, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, so Peter lives on the second floor. Well, yes, but... Oh, that's even more health benefits. 
Peter gets to walk up and down stairs? Good on you, Peter. No, he pisses himself, you ignoramuses. I place his hand in warm water, which triggers chemicals in his brain, making him think he's near a urinal. And suddenly his downstairs, a.k.a. his crotch, is sprayed with liquid. Oh, so he has a wet dream. (sighs) You two will never learn. Duly noted. Moving on, moving on. Anyway, now that I think of it, I don't even think Julia and I have technically met before. Uh, I mean, sure, we DM'd on Twitter, but I don't think DMing on Twitter is really enough to get a full sense of a person. For example, it's, it's hard to tell if somebody is being sarcastic or being real over text. I'm always real over text. But online, I do some sort of character or persona. Me too. I totally do a character online. It's sort of a version of myself, but it exists in this sort of warped world. Me too! My friends actually recognize the differences between my online persona and my real personality. Yeah, like your Avi looks red as fuck right now, but in real life, you only have minor rosacea. I do? Yes, but rosacea is a non-fatal condition. But... Yes, you do have visible blood vessels on your face. I think, actually, those are acne scars. But they make Matthew look like a sweet little cherub. Aw. Well, now that pleasantries are over... Don't knock pleasantries. There's social lubricants that have a way of, you know, making things run just a tad smoother. That's right. I'd go a step further and argue that pleasantries have inherent value. They're not just tools for paving the way to the main point. Oh my god, this is so meta. We're having a conversation about having a conversation. And now I'm talking about having a conversation about having a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So meta. It's honestly dizzying. Uh, I don't feel so good. Matthew! Matthew! Matthew, are you okay? Uh, All good, all good. If you're feeling dizzy again, just take some Dramamine. The substance can help with the nausea and the dizziness. I have some Dramamine on me, but it's expired. (laughs) That just makes it stronger. If it's fermented or something, like whiskey. (laughs) Imagine that. Barrel-aged Dramamine. That's quite the image. So, Julia, what's been going on with you lately? Well, it's funny you bring up fermentation because I've actually been brewing my own homemade kombucha. It's a nice way to pass the time. Plus, at the end, I have a nice drink to enjoy. That's great that you get the drinks in, but what's been going on on a deeper level? Maybe even on an interpersonal level? We want to pick your brain here. Oh, you want to go there. To the nitty gritty. Okay, I'm game, I'm game. Awesome. Well, after finishing my last theater production, 50-50 old school animation, I was pretty spent. The show revolved around nothing less than the nature of evil. On stage every night, I racketed up the tension in the room until it became hard for audiences to breathe. This is all according to Howard Fishman of the New Yorker's cultural comment section, but it is largely true. 
And I found that racketing up the tension in this way ended up doing a number on me as well. So how did you deal with that? Well, I hit the road. Hit the road, Julia. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Julia. And don't you come back no more. Hey, you don't want me to come back? Ouch. What about the cafe? This sucks. Oh, Julia. It's lyrics from a song. This song was written way before any of us were even born. So, it's all good. Music is childish. As Voltaire once infamously said, anything that is too stupid to be spoken is sung. Don't be coy. You must have listened to some music on the road trip. On the road again. On the road again. Alabama, Arkansas. I love my mom and pop. Not the way that I do love you. Well, holy moly, me oh my. You're the apple of my eye. Girl, I've never loved one like you. Some shit goes beyond music. Oh yeah, so remember when I said I was on that road trip? Well, I thought it would be relaxing, but things took a turn for the worse. The tension that I had racketed up back on stage was seemingly still in my body, which made me sort of swerve the vehicle every half second or so. That's the kind of thing that makes driving instructors cringe. Please don't tell me you had out-of-state plates. Yup, my plates were out-of-state. But luckily, it was windy. And it was windy in a pretty specific way. And the weird thing is that the wind corrected all of the car movements in an equal and opposite way. So my car was actually the only one on the road that remained perfectly still. That sounds so surreal. I wish someone was, I don't know, like in a ditch somewhere getting some Super 8 footage of that. It was great, but the best thing about it was that I made good time. However... One of the awkward aspects of road trips is finding adequate restrooms. Sometimes you decide to not stop at a pit stop restroom, and meanwhile, the next pit stop restroom isn't for 30 miles, and you have to go to the restroom so bad that it hurts. Ouch. Yes, this has happened to me. It wasn't on a road trip, but once I didn't get off the road to use the restroom. And of course, I have to wait 30 miles just to relieve my bulging bladder. Sorry for the disgusting image, but I really had to go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. It's all good. And of course, don't even get me started discussing the bizarre keys that gas station attendants hand me to open the door. You'd think going to the bathroom is just, okay, go to the bathroom, but here there's somehow this whole big process involving keys? Ah, yes. Gas station keys. That necessary evil. And of course, gas station attendants often attach their keys to spatulas, making us feel as though we're working at one of those late-night diners. I'm not doing that. I'm just doing a number one. I hope you're doing your number one into the toilet, because at this gas station restroom I was at, It looked as though the janitors were being ironic, and they were dirtying the place rather than cleaning it. I mean, I have met funny janitors in my day, so it's not out of the question. 
I guess you can never really tell when a janitor is joking. So, uh, Julia, can you please describe the restroom? <laughs> like, please p- paint a picture with your words. Don't just leave us hanging on this. Like, <laughs> I'm a sick fuck. Like, an absolutely sick one. So, I like to hear all kinds of weirdness. Okay. The crap and piss was so caked to the walls that it looked like it had been there since Larry King was wearing schoolboy lederhosen. Larry King should have cleaned up his mess. It's only right. You don't legally have to clean that stuff on the walls. Like It's on the honor system, but it's only right. At least there was cool reading material in the bathroom. Of course, I'm being a bit facetious right now because I hate bathroom users who scratch graffiti into the walls with their clever slogans. <laughs> Joe was here. Yeah, as if I couldn't tell. Joe, the writing's literally on the wall. One time I saw that Sandra loves Robert, like scratched onto the bathroom. If their names were scratched on the bathroom, that doesn't exactly bode well for the pair. I highly doubt their relationship lasted longer than a few more years. Fecal matter would collect on their names and connective heart, which would make their relationship stink. This obviously has disturbing symbolic implications. Well, there was a lot of fun stuff on the road trip too, but no need to get into that. I just like the complaining parts so I can be relatable and get sympathy points from y'all. But anyway, yeah, I'm back. I'm out of the gas station restroom and I'm right here, y'all. What do you think? I think that's great. I'm glad you returned safely from your road trip and hope you don't have as many hiccups on the next one. Yeah. So, uh, now that you're back, what's good? Like, Julia, what you got going on? Uh, I got this whole live stream thing going. The show is called Lest and I'm doing it with... You guessed it, my creative partner, Peter Mills Weiss. It's on Twitch, and we're going to have cool acts and also have interviews with people we've never met before. I have a good feeling about this project. The first show is going to be on May 16th, and I think it's going to go swimmingly. Great. I'm going to go watch it, and I agree about the going swimmingly part. (laughs) I've never seen a live stream before, but... I think I might start checking them out more. There is just something about that site Twitch that really resonates with me and actually kind of strikes a chord. This podcast has been fun to do remotely, you know, with audio and everything, but Julia, Matthew, what do you say? It would be dope to meet up at the midway point between NYC and Van City. Yeah, which I think is in North Dakota. I don't know. I prefer South Dakota, but compromise is key in relationships. How about if we all just meet up at the border of North and South Dakota and just chill? It doesn't even matter what we do as long as we're having a good time and don't get bored. All right, let's hit the road. There's just one little problem. We We don't don't have have cars. cars! Taxi! 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 Okay, great! I found one! Great! Bye, Bye, Julia! Julia. Bye! I'll see you there! Taxi! 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 Ooh, I just found one! Okay, I'm getting in right now. 
Bye, Jay. Bye. All right, it's just me. Time to hail a cab to head on down to the border of North and South Dakota. Oh, great. Yes, how much is the fare? Sounds perfect, thanks. Thanks.